Hello and welcome to A Functional Approach with Dr. Jim Chaltis. I am Dr. Jim Chaltis and today I want to bring it back a little bit again to kind of some fundamentals of wellness. We just spent a couple episodes in a row talking about the, you know, the intricacies of the male and female hormone system and endocrinology and all those factors that can kind of start to impact our hormone system and that's that's lovely and that's fine and good and that's important. It's important to understand what's happening to our bodies on such a, uh, a level. But as you might have picked up on in, in my, my talks about the hormone system is that you know, stress physiology, stress physiology, no matter how that looks for that person, has the capability and quite frequently interferes with things like the endocrine system and our digestive tracts and our, our pain levels and our neurology. And, you know, we are connected. We are, we are energetic beings that have emotions that impact us, not just by making us feel happy or sad or angry or jealous or, you know, whatever, right? Whatever you're feeling that day or that minute. Um, some people get to experience the whole entire range of emotions within an hour. Um, it's quite a ride, I'm sure. But what kind of impact does that have on our body, right? If somebody's coming in complaining of chronic pain, is it just this inflammatory food reaction that we're going to try to find with a functional medicine approach? Is it just the gluten reaction or just the dairy reaction? Probably not. It's probably not that simple. You know, is that person you know, in a marriage, perhaps, in a relationship um, that they aren't unhappy in? Is that person in a career path that, that they hate, that they can't stand going to work? You know, I've known people that, that want to vomit before work because they are dreading the day, right? What does that have an impact on, right? What disease is that one pushing? So that's really the focus of today. We have to remember, right, that there, there are things that we can control in our lives that have nothing to do whatsoever with your visit to your doctor, be that mainstream allopathic or alternative, right? The alternatives might have more of a likelihood to start working on the energetic body and the emotional body, right, than the mainstream, simply because there's more time to do so. Uh, and, and we just sort of, you know, embrace it. And a lot of those practitioners might might practice some form of meditation or yoga or, or uh, you know, emotional release technique or something, right, that they, they have felt for themselves and, and they know how to share. But the bottom line is it's not up to them. Right? It's not the practitioner that is going to help you out of that fix. Right? We are not the only variable in your care. Right? Those cases that are just so difficult to fix that you know the doctor just you know scratches their heads over and they lose sleep over and why isn't this person getting better? Well, I don't know, but it could be that there are factors in that person's life that just aren't getting addressed yet. Right? It, it's a big deal to change careers, obviously, or to remove yourself from a toxic relationship, depending on the relationship, of course. That's easier said than done. There's that person at the bar that you just don't care for. Great, sit on the other side of the bar. <laughs> or don't go to the bar that night. <laughs> go do yoga instead. But 
whatever, right? There's ways to kind of manipulate a social scene. And some of us are better at that than others. You know, some, for some people, changing the social scene causes such anxiety and stress all by itself that that becomes part of the pathology. And I sympathize with those people, right? I understand what, what, that, what, what that does to them and what, how they feel. Um, you're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't in some cases. But I'm sorry. We need to start figuring that out, people. We need to figure that out for ourselves. This is a personal quest. I am personally taking on my own wellness path. I'm going to do that by seeing a really cool doctor who's going to help me with understanding the physiology and how it all ties together. But maybe I'm going to go talk to a guru and I'm going to start to meditate and I'm going to become in touch with myself in different ways than I've ever have in the past. Maybe that's a yogic practice. Maybe that's a meditative practice. Maybe that's exercise. Right? I do a lot of my most intense thinking in the sauna when I am suffering. I'm sitting in 190 degrees for 20 some odd minutes at a time and I'm meditating and I'm just trying to get through those moments, right? Life is about struggle sometimes and I think the more that we can embrace that notion of struggle, um, the better. Because when we're met with other forms of struggle outside of such an intense environment like a 190 plus degree sauna, right? They don't seem so hard. So I, interestingly, I kind of find myself really thinking a lot about heavy stuff when I'm in the sauna. And, and I use that experience as kind of a metaphor because a sauna is a cleansing. I'm going to do a talk about sauna at some point um, and, and cold immersion and, you know, heat immersion and that notion of kind of, it's called hormesis. It's exposing yourself to things that are very difficult to get through. You know, high intensity exercise, it's very difficult to get through, but you become stronger as a result. You become more resilient, provided you're not overtraining and injuring yourself, of course. But, you know, in the case of something like a sauna, you become more resilient and, um, and your body becomes stronger over time. I can't wait to talk about that. That will be a fun one. Um, so today in the sauna, I, I had a nice workout and, you know, I, I, I did my my muscles and my cardiovascular system some favors. And then I, I sat in the sauna for about 20 minutes and I chose today to think about expanding my, my field of compassion, right? That's, a, I don't know how to explain it exactly, but it's one thing to have compassion for yourself and, and understanding um, that, you know, you're struggling and life is not easy. Right? Life can be difficult. It can be lonely. It can be financially difficult. It can be difficult with relationships. I mean, you know, life, you know, we lose people. It can be a, a struggle, right? And so we have to have compassion for ourselves. That's where it must start. If you don't love yourself and if you don't have compassion and empathy and tolerance for things that you do that maybe you regret, um, you're going to become poisoned over time. These are the forms of emotional stress, stress physiology that I talk about when I just use the word flippantly, stress physiology, right? <laughs> like a cold-hearted doctor would say, oh, stress physiology. But no, decode that from here on forward. Decode what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, do you love yourself? Do you have compassion for yourself and your experience on this planet? Great. That's where it must start. I love, um, oh gosh, uh, 
there is a famous, um, it's RuPaul. I'm sorry, I, I lost the name for a second. RuPaul, famous drag queen. And uh, I, don't know, I used to watch a show a long time ago with my wife. And, and one of his taglines was, um, if you don't love yourself, then how the hell are you going to love somebody else? And I, I just think that's fantastic. I, I just, it's really stuck with me. I'm not a huge follower of RuPaul. I, I appreciate what he has done um, and and his his persona as RuPaul and what she's done. Uh, fantastic stuff. But it was really just that one sentence that got me. If you don't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Right? It's an important concept. Okay, and that's that's sort of where we need to start. Now, today in my in my sauna, in my meditative state in the sauna. I have, and I will be open with you, this is a medium for me to share not just what I know about medicine, but to share my experience because, hey, we are all in this together. I'm a fellow human being just like you, and I need to remind myself of my self-compassion just like you, um, and I need to have compassion for you because if we don't, then what do we have? In previous talks, I talked about the heart chakra, and, and I feel like in current days and times, globally, we are having trouble with our heart chakra. We're having a hard time connecting to those people who we might feel is our enemy, or they said something about, you know, the COVID vaccine that you didn't care for, or I don't, I don't know what, right? I don't know what. Go online. You'll see lots of it. Plenty of vitriol to just relish in and roll around and enjoy right? Because boy, that's exciting. You know, it's just those people that are just looking for outrage. You know, it's just everywhere. So take a moment, have compassion for yourself, have compassion for that person who said something that you felt was offensive. Maybe instead of taking that immediate offense and being all pissed off, you get a chance to think about, this is your opportunity, think about it. What brought that person to say such things? Terrible things in your mind, terrible they should be ashamed of themselves, right? That's your judgment on them. But you don't know how they were raised. You don't know what environment they were raised in. You don't know what happened that day. You don't know anything about them other than on Facebook, you saw this thing that they posted that was outrageous, right? Or maybe they even told you something to your face that was true and it was too hard for you to hear, right? The ego is dangerous to us. It's important and vital for life, but boy, is it dangerous to us, and boy, does it tell us lies, and boy, does it poison us, and boy, does it drive stress physiology. So, long-winded way of saying, I've been struggling, you guys. There's a person in my life, a very important person in my life, who I am very angry with, okay, uh, and it, it keeps me awake, and in my mind, I say terrible words. Right? And I have a lot to say to this person, but I've, I've crossed a place where I cannot say anymore. Right? The doors have been closed in a lot of ways, and, and me saying only makes things worse. So what do I do with that? Right? What do I do? This, this example of a, of a humbled human ego who is, is hurting a little bit, right? what do I do about that? Do I sit and do I curse their name and do I make myself angry and stomp my fists and feet and, and, and yell? You know, I don't know. I don't think that's helping. I really don't. 
especially if it's interrupting my sleep. Sleep is the most invaluable part of our day to heal and to reset our immune systems and to, and to be vital and healthy, right? Don't let anything get in the way of your sleep, let alone some toxic person in your life. If you need to cut them out, you cut them out. If you need to make amends, you try your best. And if that fails, you extend compassion to them because compassion, not only for yourself, but for that person is how you set yourself free, right? It's how you relieve yourself of stress physiology, of that poison, true poison, that is going to impact your thyroid and your guts and your brain and your sex hormones, right? Don't let that happen. There's no doctor that can fix that for you. That's your job. That's your goal, right? It's your charge. I charge you with that. If you work with me, what's going on in your life that you have control over right now, right? So my exercise today was I recognize the negative emotion that I feel for this person. And I give myself compassion. And I started with my chest because that's where it hits me the most. I feel this anger and I feel this sadness and I feel this loss in my chest, right? So if I focus on just that piece of my chest, that physical feeling, then I can get really upset. I can, it starts to spiral because that's the focus, negative. I feel negative towards myself. My, my chest hurts, right? I have to purposely breathe deep because that person is stuck in there and I'm pissed at them, <laughs> right? No. I'm not going to allow that to keep going on. So I started with myself. I have compassion for the feeling in my heart, right, in my chest. And I understand that, that I have a loss. And that's okay. That's okay because things get better over time in one way or another. And I know that I have other people in my life that love me unconditionally, right? That I can hug and that I can kiss and that I can talk with and laugh, right? So we start with those people. That's where we focus focus on the love and the connection that makes me feel better in my own skin okay that does nothing for the toxic person in my life they are still there and every so often that that toxicity enters my body again it did so recently so my exercise today was of, of a compassion and like I said in the beginning of expanding my my envelope of combat compassion to envelop not only everybody in my sauna room with me there was three other people with me unbeknownst to them I was blessing them with my compassion for them right it was an exercise my eyes were closed I was breathing I was struggling with the heat I was sweating out all of my all of my impurities both physical and metaphorical right they were I was releasing and as I did that, I was envisioning this, this bubble growing with every breath, widening farther and farther. And now there was three people in my envelope. I don't know if they felt it or not. Maybe if they weren't paying attention, but maybe they were. And what, what did I just do for them? They felt love even if they weren't totally aware of it. Sounds woo-woo, but I think there's power there. Truly, truly do. Because we are energetic beings and we pick up on each other. Of course you pick up on the toxic people, that's obvious. And of course you pick up on the highly positive people, that's also obvious, but it's the subtle stuff. It's the love in the background. If you ever meet a Buddhist monk, you know their energy. I don't care if you believe in Buddhism or 
Christianity or Hinduism or Judaism or any of the other millions of, you know, <laughs> belief systems out there. I just use the Buddhist monk because there is a feeling there. They could be standing across the room and you feel that. There's a smile there, a gentle smile. It doesn't matter what's going on in the room. So that's what I, I offered, at least the people in my immediate vicinity. But I pictured this person in my life. I've pictured this person that I struggle with. I know that they are somewhere in the next 50 you know, mile radius from me, right? So I, I, I took my awareness out to that level. You know, I, I envisioned this, this, this circle of compassion that wide. You know, that's as far as I got in my 15 to 20 minutes, right? I, uh, you know, it, it, it involved the person that I'm having difficulty with, but um, you can take this infinity the world needs our compassion, right? The poor people who are suffering, you know, in Ukraine and also in Russia, right? The soldiers who are doing what they're told, they're way across the other side of the earth. We, they need our compassion, you know, they do. Um, you know, it's infinite, right? You can look at something like that, like a horrible war, and you can get bogged down with who's right and all this is terrible and everyone's dying. And, and, and I feel that too. But you can make yourself sick getting lost in that. How about we feel compassion for them? We feel love, right? The more we spread that word, the better we will all be. With respect to this person in my life, I don't know if that person is gonna be sensitive enough to, to feel that. I know I recognize in myself, I respond negatively at times. And there was a last time where I really felt that. It was a one sentence reply. And I realized that I wasn't helping, that I reacted in a negative emotional way when I shouldn't have. Because I think that person feels hurt too. I think that person feels, you know, un, unseen and unheard and is probably hurting inside in some way. And I made it worse. And I'm sorry for that. Truly sorry for that. I forgive myself. I have compassion for that. I know my reasons. I'm confident with my reasons of why I feel the way I do. They are my truth. How I choose to respond to those reasons is my choice. Easier said than done. It's a practice. I practice in the sauna because it's in a time where I'm weak and I'm struggling and it's time to go inward and focus, right? It's, it's, a, it's an opportunity for me. Seek those out. You all have something in your life, someone that's poisoning you, right? What are we going to do about it? I don't know. The answer is different for everybody. The first step is identifying. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, a child of the... the early 80s and I remember watching G.I. Joe cartoons in the background and their tagline was and knowing is half the battle, right? <laughs> knowing is half the battle. Absolutely. How many people aren't even aware of what's troubling them? Right? This person in my life, I'm not convinced they're even aware. All they know is that thing, you know, they react in certain ways. Uh, so knowing is half the battle. That's introspection. That's a gift. Some people have that in spades. Some people don't. Just like some people are amazing tennis players, some people aren't, right? It's, it's something that we have, and it's also something you can learn. You focus on it. Introspection, understanding yourself, is the first step to compassion for others. Because we're all the same. 
if I had come in touch with the things that I know and feel about my own emotional body, I understand the things about your emotional body that, that maybe you know or maybe you don't know. I can at least have compassion for them because I felt them myself, right? Let's do that together. Maybe not together in a group, but together collectively through talks like this. I hope this inspires some meditation, some thought, some compassion. I challenge you, find somebody or some group or some concept that pisses you off so much that you want to scream it out loud and you want to tell that person to go F off, right? You feel that way for very specific reasons that are true for you. You, you probably feel right about them and you may be. But what you don't have the right to do is to make yourself sick. Well, you do have that right. I take that back. I would hope that you would see it as something that can be controlled and that you, you should try to avoid and you should try to correct. And then if you start thinking that way, these things that come at us that would normally have this knee-jerk reaction of pissing us off and making us ill and making us lose sleep, we start seeing them as opportunities. Thank you. Thank you, person, who I see as a horrible, mean person who said something terrible to me. Thank you. You're giving me gifts. You're giving me opportunities. Opportunities to grow. Opportunities to love myself better. Opportunities to love you better. Right? Because if we keep pushing back and forth against each other in negative, toxic ways, nothing will ever improve. We will only drive ourselves farther apart. We will only get sicker. So don't let that happen. Find something today. Your homework today. Identify one thing that pisses you off. Sit in meditation for five minutes only and focus on compassion. Find a few reasons why that person or that thing might have come up with those opinions. Right? Feel for their experience. See what that does to you may not do anything at first, but if we keep trying, if we focus on compassion, right, it'll stick. There was, I'm going to finish with one little citation of a study I, I saw a long time ago, and they, they looked at, um, they took a group of graduate students, because I think that's who they had in their, in their cohort, because they were, they were university studies, but they had took a bunch of graduate students, just normal students, no, nobody who meditates or does anything like that. And then they had a visiting group of Tibetan Buddhist monks, and they, um, they hooked them up with um, some, you know, uh, EEG type things. They looked at brain waves and they, they had them meditate for a, a given amount of time, I forget how long, on compassion and love. And all of the subjects when they did that, Buddhist monk or graduate student alike, they, they were able to get their brain waves into a much more calm, peaceful, um, you know, brain activity state. They were able to calm themselves down and, and, and you could see it right there on paper. You got to love um, science for that. Evidence-based. It works. Now, once they were done with their meditation, they kept them all hooked up and the graduate students, they went right back up very soon afterwards to their normal brainwave patterning, right? The Buddhist monks stayed in that calm state for a long, long time, right? Because those people have devoted their life. Most of us can't do that officially, 
but the monks have devoted their life to love and compassion, right? That's why they stand in the corner of the room with a lovely smile, no matter what's happening, because they, they love everybody there and they understand them and they forgive them, right? And it's beautiful. So it takes practice. I am absolutely no master. But last week I recognized, yeah, I need, to, I need to put more effort into this. This is a weakness of mine. I'm responding in a negative way to this person in particular. And it's making my life a little bit miserable. It's painful. Um, I feel better today. <laughs> I feel better. Um, I continue the work. It's, it's a work in progress, right? Okay, I hope that helps. That's, um, this is one human to another. This is not Dr. Jim. This is one human to another. Thank you for listening. And uh, I love and appreciate you. Uh, until the next time, this is Dr. Jim, and this is a functional approach. Bye-bye, everybody.